Thank you for joining us today and every day. This is Rabbi Sachs. I'm the rabbi of the Chai Center and the Chai Academy is an outgrowth of COVID. There are a few hundred classes available now online, YouTube, Spotify, on, um, on, on the highcenter.com forward slash academy on anchor and uh, I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are on others so we have um, we started a few classes ago that there's a there's a Talmud the Talmud is the quintessential Jewish wisdom and the Talmud talks about there are six six stages of human development. The, the Talmud doesn't phrase it that way. The Talmud says these are the six things that parents, parenthesis, society, need to inculcate into their children. And this is number four. So we did identity. That was number one. We did liberation, freedom, number two. In the previous class, we we um, we you know we 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 discussed the the um, the third one, and it, it is it is. Just give me a second. I'm drawing a blank. Um, values. That's right. I couldn't think of it. And now this one we're doing the next one. It says in the Talmud that number four is that we're obligated to marry off. Our children now good luck with that right good luck marrying off your kid I mean your kid is 30 years old they don't even let you be involved the um, you know beginning <laughs> beginning at who knows what age they they don't let you get involved in their personal life and what a parent has to be very careful right when they bring bring a, they bring their mate home they bring their prospective spouse um, it gets a little tricky so Practically speaking, how are we supposed to marry our children off? So like all the other ones, there is deep-rooted meaning. So circumcision doesn't mean only circumcision, it means identity. Likewise, marriage is not, we can't coerce, and the, I think they used to, by the way. I think there was a period of time where there was, there was coercion, but it doesn't work. It's not right anyway. It's, it's, not, it's not moral to force your child to marry somebody because you like them or you like their parents or you like the way they act, their job, etc. Um, you know, it reminds me, reminds me of a joke about the, the girl says to her father, she's 18, she goes, Dad, I want you to know that I'm dating a 40-year-old man. He goes, I'll, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. So he says, well, he wants to meet you. So the father comes out with a baseball bat. And the guy drives up in a Porsche, you know, on Porsche Tacar, whatever it's called. And the father looks at him, and he gets out, and he goes, hello, Mr. Mr. Smith. It's good to see you. Your daughter's lovely. I want to tell you that whether this works out or not, your daughter's gonna make a million dollars, regardless. If if I do marry her, I'm gonna give her two houses under her own name, 
and 30% of my business. And if there's a divorce, I will not take anything back. And if we have a baby, then the baby, the baby's great-grandchildren will be set for life. I can assure you that. The only, the only question I have, says this wealthy guy, is what happens if your daughter miscarriages? To which, at that point, the father says, you'll try again, won't you? You'll try again. So we can't, we can't coerce our, our children. So what does it mean? So it means that we have to, have to. It's obligatory on parents to teach their children the value of family, the value of getting married to somebody and starting a family. You know, I meet, I meet people. There's certain people that are infertile. I'm not talking about them. There's certain people who haven't, didn't meet the right one. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about there are people who consciously say, consciously, well, no, we don't want to have kids. And that's, 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 you know, the, 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 one of the main reasons we're brought down into this world is to, is to make this world a better place. And one of the ways is to make sure that our legacy continues through our children. So for somebody to be flippant and say, I don't want to have kids, or I'll never have kids, um, is, is, um, is, really, is really not correct. Now, it, getting married and having a family, is, it's, it's been proven that it's the greatest, it's the greatest institution is to have a family where the family and not the family that they're 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 a uh, you know their the, the house is like a hotel where they come in they come out nobody sees each other etc but talk about a family where you sit together you celebrate together you have shabbat together you know not a hotel family right but rather a family where where when, when you're all together it, it, it is incredible. It creates such a stable world. Stable family is in the micro. Stable world is in the macro. Now, some people say, I don't want to get married. It's too hard. I don't want to commit. So this is what the Talmud is saying. You need to commit. Right? Yes, marriage is, marriage is that it's not all about yourself. It's going to take sacrifice, which is a tremendous quality to be able to sacrifice something that you, it's not all about you. You can stop being a narcissist, right? It, it forces you to give something to somebody. It forces you to share your love, share your knowledge, share your body, right? And, and it forces you in the bedroom to be patient. It's, it's, it's an incredible thing. There are so many, many positives to to to, to um to, to, and values to to having somebody who you care for who you love who you share things with and and you're given over etc etc now you may ask you may thinking rabbi rabbi what about the alternate lifestyles out there so first of all uh, there's no judgment from me because what does it say in the mishnah al todin is chaberach 
don't judge somebody until you're in their shoes. I can't judge a person. I, I, I will never judge somebody. I mean, you know, I'm not, once again, I'm not judge, jury, and executioner. I'm, I'm, I'm in sales. I work, you know, I, I'm in the sales department, but I'm not, nothing else. But that still doesn't mean we should negate the institution of marriage. I think the institution of marriage is, is, a, is a, an incredibly important one. That's all I'm saying. Um, someone just asked a question whether it's sacrifice or compromise. So the answer is both. You have to sacrifice. You have to compromise. Both. It's going to require both. There's no question. Now there is, there is a, 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 great, a great rabbi who wrote a book called Ma'urinayim. And it's, it's, it's basically on the Torah. And um, it gives us a very inter interesting perspective on marriage. And um, he writes as follows, that our job will create in God's image. What does that mean? It says that God is caring and compassionate. We're caring and compassionate. God is always giving. we got to be giving. God is, 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 uh, appreciates communication. We communicate and appreciate communication. But he says there's a deeper, there's a deeper, deeper element to this. It says in, in the Torah, it's very famous, the Shema, which is the quintessential prayer. It separates the men, men from the boys. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your, with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul, etc. With, with all your life. Right? And the question is asked, how do you love God? How, how can you, you know, what type of love does it mean to love God? And so the Ma'urinayim explains that a few things. Loving your spouse is loving God. It's the way God set it up. It's so it's it's you want to know what love is, right? Regardless of what I think Tina Turner says. Um um, do you want to know what love is? Loving a spouse, loving a child, right? It, it's it's the, the way God set it up is that if you want to appreciate godliness, you need to appreciate elements of godliness that you live with every day. Even your obstacles are ways to appreciate God. There are some, there's some things that we're putting our path that we do in order to connect with God. And there are things that put in our path that we don't do in order to appreciate God. Loving one's spouse, loving one's children, loving one's parents teaches us what it means to love God. Not being disloyal to one's spouse not being disloyal to one's family teaches us not to be disloyal to God. It's a very simple equation. When in Judaism, when, when, when a rabbi officiates at a wedding, a wedding in Hebrew is called Kiddushin. Marriage is English. In Hebrew, it's called Kiddushin. You know what Kiddushin means? It means holy. Marriage is so sacrosanct because it means that you're, de you're able to dedicate your life to people, to this woman or this man and to these children, and you're able to do it. And that gives you the ability to love others if you're able to love somebody, right? And remember, it starts with infatuation, but infatuation quickly, 
quickly departs. So it's not about infatuation. Infatuation is the hook that, that brings you in, but it's not about infatuation. It's about, infatuation is quickly, quickly dissolves by most. And, and it's about love, you know. So Kedushin, it's holy. It is a holy concept, right? Marriage is holy. And um, there's a big difference between when somebody comes to a rabbi for marriage counseling or a traditional therapist, a social worker, a psychologist, etc., for counseling. So we know that the, the role of the therapist, my wife is a therapist, the role of the therapist is never, is never to tell the person or the couple what to do. You always, you know, give them, you know, you, you bring them to water and, and help them drink, right? But but you you um you don't tell them you must do this and you must do this. It's 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 couched in, in the way you talk and the way you bring it out. You bring the the person or the or the people to the conclusion. You come to a rabbi. The rabbi's job is to tell you what it is. So a therapist may 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 be wishy washy. Well, you know, do you think you think you should get a divorce? You think you should stay married, etc. That's a therapist. A rabbi will say, Hold on a second, hold on a second. You gotta stay married. Marriage is sacrosanct. If the guy beats you up verbally or physically, yeah, I will tell you to get out in a in New York heartbeat. But um New York minute in a heartbeat. But but barring that, you're struggling, I would tell you, you gotta work it out. It's holy. Marriage is not disposable. And remember, these are all the type of things that we're obligated to teach our kids. Society's obligated to teach its people. That you don't go into marriage with an expiration date, but rather you go into marriage that this is for life. And King Solomon says it in Ecclesiastes, in Shirashirim, Song of Songs, right? Not Ecclesiastes and Song of Songs. He talks about how, how marrying woman is marrying life, which means marriage for life. It also means that you're marrying life. This 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 enables you to live. Remember in the Torah, and we've discussed this before, the Torah, every day of creation, the Torah says, This is God, this is God, this is God, this is God, this is God. This is God. Of course it's good. God did it. The only time, the only time it mentions where it's not good is where God said it's not good for man to be alone. Man needs somebody. You need somebody to, to share your life with. And, and to share what you share, by the way, with your spouse is, 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 is unique to your spouse. Many, many men have this problem is that they have almost like many spouses, their friends are their spouses, you know, and then their spouse is their spouse, and they're, they're you know, the, um, so it, it's, it's, um, it, it's an incredible thing, is that their spouse is, is, is unique. Remember, the spouse is the only one you are intimate with. It's a unique relationship you don't have with anybody else. But it's not, not only supposed to be intimate we're talking about physically intimate but it also means spiritually intimate mentally intimate emotionally intimate psychologically intimate spiritually intimate right and men they go off on tangents etc no this is unique 
And the Torah says it's not good for man not to have somebody to share these intimate moments with. Very clear, very clear in the Torah. And then you rear children, and it's just you and your spouse rearing these kids, right? And you're in charge of them. You're, you're, you're their mentor, not the school. The school is not the mentor. You're the mentor. You have the final say. If you, if you are shirk your duties and your responsibilities, then the school may step in. And then if you really shirk them, CPS will step in. But this is, this is from a Jewish point of view, marriage, another concept that you should be teaching your kids of the institution of marriage is, is aside from loving spouses, loving God, right? It's holy, etc. It's also bashert. It's meant to be. It's very clear from the Talmud, very clear from the Mishnah, which preceded the Talmud, that, that, that who are you going to marry? It takes work marriage, but you're given a gift is that God feels this is who you should marry. Now, sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, it doesn't mean it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be, but it didn't work out. You know, it, it, you know, we, 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 we talk about a person with the, 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 the metaphor given is that it, there was a drought and the person was thirsty. And he prayed to God. And God said, for five minutes, it's going to rain. Five minutes. He had this intuition. And it rained for five minutes. And the guy was still thirsty. You know why? He didn't put a cup outside to catch the rain. So it was all wasted on the, on the, on the earth. Didn't take out a cup. It's rainwater. You could drink it. You need a receptacle. Likewise with marriage, you need to be a receptacle for this bashetness, for this blessing. It's, it's, it takes work. And, and we find it so difficult. And, 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 but we have to remember that if God deemed it, it's not disposable. Marriage is for the long haul. It may not work out. But that's a, the final straw. Beyond the final straw. Unless, once again, there's abuse, or abuses the kids, or, or, or he, she, whatever, you know, it's just uh, um, brings in a boyfriend that, 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 uh, that abuses the kids. You know, then there's reasons, and ev but everything being equal, you don't get along, get along. Um, you know, figure it out to the best of your ability. Um, you know, it's interesting. The Lubavitcher Rebbe used to have a policy the policy was that you can date however long you need to date. You want to date a year, date a year. You want to date six months, date six months. You want to date three months, three months. Um, I just lost a couple of people. I hope nobody was offended by wisdom. Um, he said, so you date, date. He says, however, once you decide to get engaged, make that engagement short. You don't date for years and then take years to get married. Why? Because you've dated. You've decided this person is for you. When you're engaged, you're two separate people with no strings attached. 
when you're married, you become one, as it says in the Torah. You leave parents' home and you cleave to your spouse, physically, sexually, spiritually, whatever, right? You leave and cleave. And that's what you're supposed to do. So you cleave, you become one, it says in the Torah. So when you're married and you have a fight, you figure it out. You fight with yourself occasionally, don't you? So you're fighting with your spouse is fighting with yourself. You berate yourself, but then you go on, move on, right? Only, only a very, very sick person, um, distraught to the, this, you know, commit suicide, and it's, you know, and it's, it's just horrific. So you have a fight with yourself, and you move on. So you have a fight with your spouse, which is fighting with yourself. But when you're engaged, you're two separate entities, completely two separate entities. So, so his advice was date once you decide that this is absolutely your, my bashert. Nobody coerced you. You decided it's wrong to coerce. As we started, arranged marriages were, you know, I mean, I've never seen one. You know, I dated. It was a blind date. I didn't meet her on the street. But, but, um, but I dated. I have the choice to say, right? Um, so marriage is your one. It's a whole different mindset. Um, another thing, another thing, and this is a myth, myth that people have a misconception about, about Judaism. The main reason we marry is, as said earlier, aforementioned, is so you have somebody to share life with, go through life with. It's not about a stable sex life. It's not about procreation. Those, um, those are benefits. Those are benefits. That, that you, you know, you found the person that you're gonna be with, lie with, sleep with. You, 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 you know, you found the person who's you're going to have kids with. It's, it's about companionship. You know, in the seven blessings by a Jewish wedding, so there are seven blessings. It's called Sheva Brachas. Under the chuppah. So there's the, there's the ring given, and then the, the document, the ketubah is read, and then the seven blessings. Some people, the rabbi says all seven, some the cantor says all seven, some they give to family members, they say all seven. Do you know in these seven blessings, um, it, 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 it doesn't mention sex at all. It mentions an everlasting edifice once, and companionship a number of times. I think that speaks volumes. Volumes. Under the chuppah, you're blessing this couple. And this is a couple, these are blessings for longevity, for the entire duration of the of the marital couple's lives. Don't mention sex. You mentioned, may you have an everlasting edifice, which means that you, you know, may, may this marriage continue for a long time, and may you have, you know, kids. But other times, and it's interesting, in uh, the seven blessings, um, number one, it talks about uh, it's the wine, you're celebratory. But number two, it talks about basher, that this is, God made, God made this. God made this person for you. Two and three, it talks about how God designed 
the concept, the institution of marriage. It wasn't brought up by, by an Aristotle or a Socrates or a Plato or an Abraham. It was, it was, it was, it was God's design. Blessing four talks about companionship. Well, that's blessing five, actually. Blessing six talks about happiness and companionship. Blessing seven talks about companionship and other blessings. They should have pure love, raw love, unadulterated love, not love that's contingent on anything. And they should have uh, always have laughter, etc., etc. So sex is not mentioned. It's 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 about the pro it's a, it's about the, the, the companionship. So it's interesting. If if you take a look at Genesis where it says God created man and woman, it's then separated before it says God created man, man and woman, he created them, etc. Then it goes into Abraham it goes into the animals that Adam named the animals, their names, and then it goes back to to Adam and Eve again. So I think it's it's I think it was the Ravid. I think it was uh, one of one of the great rabbis who lived during the times of Maimonides. He said that there's there's it's basically Adam and Eve one, Adam and Eve two. Adam and Eve one was God created them like 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 the animals, right? There's there's a male rhinoceros, female rhinoceros. There's a male donkey, female donkey. Um, and, and you know, there's a male snake, female snake, and goldfish for crying out loud, right? That was, but then after Adam and named all the animals, right? God went to them, to Adam and Eve proper. Adam and Eve, you are the paradigm of creation. What creation should be, right? You are together spirit you have to love each other you have to be monogamous you have to um you have to you know stay with each other and you know because we know we know animals i think i think penguins um i think penguins have one spouse but uh, you know a lion doesn't a tiger doesn't right i i don't know who else does i don't i don't know i'm not a connoisseur of uh, you know mating but um but but human beings, right? It, it talks about that you're, you're different. Genesis one before the before yeah, you're male and female, like the animals. But, but right after that, you know, Genesis Adam and Eve two, um, it's completely different. Head and shoulders above the rest. You are for each other. I took you from the rib. But God didn't take the female bear from the male's bear's rib. No, right? He didn't take a wing off the female mosquito and pardon my ignorance, I don't know mosquitoes, um, you know, and say, okay, I'm giving this to the female. Nothing like that. It's only the human being because, you're, yes, you're part of one another. That's what the rib signifies. It's a part of you. You're one. These are the lessons the value of marriage and sadly I think it's being it's being somewhat lost today people are getting married older um, and then you know you hear that biological clock is ticking and people get crazed or 
people are very set in their ways. You know, when you get married in, in, in your 20s, your mid-20s, that's one thing. You get married in your mid-30s, you're not easy to please because you've been living, you know, you, you've been you've been an independent, uh, just take care of yourself type of guy, type of gal, and it's 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 um, it's much harder. It's much harder. It's, it's doable, but it's much harder. Um, so, the 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 idea here is that you have to tell tell your kids, and and I know Jewish parents do, and I know the kids say stop, stop, stop. It's not I want you to get married, but rather it's throughout their 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 growth. First of all, they should witness what a marriage really is, and what it should not be. Um, what it ought not to be, but in addition, there's the concepts, these concepts that we spoke of. To love your spouse is to love God, right? The 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 uniqueness, like mommy, is so unique to me. She's not like just anybody else. These these concepts, the Talmud implores us, cajoles us to teach to our kids the institution of marriage but not as shackles but rather bliss I know we all make marriage jokes right? but the truth is it's probably inappropriate I make them too, it's probably inappropriate because the kids pick up on it it's probably inappropriate you know, we're just uh you know, I saw somebody sent me a, a clip yesterday of, of a rabbi talking, and he was saying that 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 uh, you know when a, when a husband comes home and he sees the credit card statement, and he's about to berate his wife, he's saying, "I beg you, do not." The biggest blessing you have is to withhold your emotions and do not berate her. Don't yell at her. Yell at her. He says that brings blessings into the life. Can you imagine Will Smith would have held in his emotions? He would he would have been he would have been victorious. He would have won this this this, this match, this battle. But he didn't. So this rabbi, he was a Sephardic rabbi, was saying that you by you not doing it, by you looking at the credit card and saying, you know, I I, I uh, you know, I hope you uh, you know uh, truck goes on to hate, may you wear it in good health, right? He said that will bring tremendous, tremendous blessings. And he spoke over and over. The last, the last three seconds of the videotape, he goes, please, please, gentlemen, ladies, do not share this with my wife. <laughs> and so, you know, he blew it, in my opinion. But um, so uh, he, he <laughs> don't share this with my wife. You know, don't let my wife spend whatever she wants to spend, and I have to hold my tongue. Um, marriage is a beautiful thing. It's up to you. God bless. Any questions, rabbi at thechaisenter.com. Please share this with others. I think these are, these classes, these the six steps of human development can change the world. I mean, the Talmud thought so. And uh, I'm do, trying to do my part. Be well.